When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Crazy ways are Welcome to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe movie, Almost Famous, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Watchmen Minute. I'm Liz Whitaker. Is my turn to go first this time? (laughs) I was just going to do it. I think we both have an aversion to a silence that is exactly three and a half seconds long. (laughs) So the second we sense it is pushed past that three second point, we both just ingrained in us speak up, no matter what the situation yeah mine is the i should be polite and let the other person go no i shouldn't i'm liz damn it i go now well go for it i'm liz i went now damn it liz went uh yeah that's liz i'm george we're back ha suckers um <laughs> We are from. You, did, you didn't uh, think they'd make it back. <laughs> I know, right? But we got our room keys and we did hoping. some drugs, and we are uh, we're hanging out. We have our do not disturb signs turned around. You take your volume. Uh, <laughs> not <yeah>. yet. <laughs> I got I got a bunch of them though, but I'm gonna do them like suppository because I like the slow release. Well, thank you both for coming back. Uh, this is minute 41, and it starts with band members, Band-Aids, and William hanging out in the hotel lobby, but separately, and ends with Penny suggesting to William to attend the radio interview. So I have a question. Uh, if they call each other Band-Aids, um, what, do they, what do they put on their nipples instead of wearing a bra? Nothing. Okay. I'm so that was sure like that's... a thing pretty sure that's the correct answer and we do very interestingly do we do see a bra here yeah yeah the bra pops up well drops up at the end of the of the minute which is very interesting for these uh band-aids in 1973 they they didn't all burn them yeah well maybe some of them have them although i feel like in this sort of like style of living that they probably would be fewer than you'd think in, in, in a given group. Uh-huh. Yeah, we only see the one bra. <laughs> that might be they share it. It's like, yeah. oh, I need some <laughs> okay, lift today. Day. Can I, can I, is it Tuesday? Can I have it? Or is, do you need it? 
Because if you need it, I'll, I'll, you can have it. Liz has been interesting and silent <laughs> uh, during this broad discussion. Yeah, I don't hate them. <laughs> Bras or yeah. not wearing them? Or groupies? No. No, they're, well, I'm currently wearing both a bra and a giant band aid <laughs> because I have ripped several layers of skin off my heel. <laughs> no. Well, that's not good. Um, well, the other way that this uh, minute starts is with uh, Jeff BB ending his uh, his expletive where yeah, shit it, is it, the enemy. It's more like a shit. He is saying that William is the enemy, and that's been a common uh, thing, especially for him. Mostly for him, a little bit, maybe, by Russell. But definitely continues and continues to be uh, a nickname for William. Do you think uh, Patrick Fugit's character reminds him of that kid on the escalator? (laughs) Okay. uh, I can't quite picture the kid. This glitter. Oh man. He has small dark hair wearing overalls. Yeah. Mm. Gets back on an escalator. I think it is. That's canon for me. Okay. I was real surprised to figure out that Jeff BB was not played by Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> what? Yeah. Ryan no. Reynolds was like six when this movie came out. He was not. He's older than Patrick Fugit. You get okay, whatever. so he was six and a half. Sixteen. <laughs> he was still in the Disney. He was still in the Mickey Mouse Club when this movie came out. He was not either. He in was two, two. In two in the year two thousand, I would. Yeah, two thousand. He was at least twenty one. Are you mathing? I'm <laughs> somethinging. Ryan. Reynolds. Oh wait. Uh, sorry. You. I had you confused. <laughs> I was thinking Ryan Gosling. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Because <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is only six years younger than Jason Lee. So okay. So you thought that Jason Lee's character was played by Ryan Reynolds? He looks like Ryan Reynolds to me. Do you have like beard aphasia? <laughs> I might. You just. You think look every like white every guy with a beard dude. looks alike? Yeah, you kind of look. You don't really look anything like Ryan Reynolds. I can't take that joke that far. You should shut up and do it. <laughs> he kind of looks like Ryan Reynolds in this movie. All right, it's not him though. I get it. I was wrong. Well, well speaking of looks like, and especially with Jason Lee, I was I was once accused of, or you know, I don't know if you, if you find him attractive, then yeah, great. But. um uh, especially for for his, for, but but it's for his. My name, not my, my name is Earl. <laughs> mm. Well, see, that was a good show. That was a great show. I love that but, show. But I had a a similar look. I will no jump for joy. Say anything good? Do you know how much older Jason Lee is than Ryan Reynolds? Six years. Seven years. There, IMDb says six. What? He's born in 1970. Reynolds was born in 73. That's seven years. Wait. Well, Sounds one, like three years. What you just said is three years. <laughs> oh, wait. I did reverse math. Three years. But but IMDb tells me Ryan Reynolds is born in 1976. Whoa, you guys. They're the same age as my brothers. My oldest brother was born in 1970, and my not oldest brother was born in 1976. There's something here. How do you even keep track of all that? <laughs> 
know. I was born in 73, 77. I was like, no, you weren't. (laughs) I told you I'm having a week, Liz. I'm having a week. Does everything just look like a three to you right now? Yes, it is. I'm having three phasia. Um, and so there, there's actually two kind of... Um, oh, do you know what uh, the medical term Fantasia is? What? Eric's trying to talk about his movie. That is? No, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah, no, but there's a medical term called Fantasia. It's where everything looks like a soda. <laughs> <laughs> Not worth it. Not no, worth no. it. No, no. No, Liz, it really was. <laughs> I thought you were going to tie it into Mickey Mouse or something. Okay, so. <laughs> It's you never tied into anything. Speaking of Mickey Mouse Club, did you know that Ryan Reynolds was in that? <laughs> when he was played by Ryan Gosling? Yeah, yeah. Because they're the same age. Seven years older than Jason Lee. <laughs> or younger. Or are they? Or Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah, her too. She's like 72 now, right? 73. What? Ryan Gosling was oh. born in 2006. That doesn't seem right. What? 1980. <laughs> Ryan Gosling was hatched. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was hatched in 1980. <laughs> I'm sorry, Eric. You were going to say something. I know. Uh, so you've um, been trying to say something. My apologies. <laughs> these two lines of Jeff Beebe's. Uh, he writes what he sees. And although it would be cool to be on the cover of Rolling Stone, those those are definitely uh, I think uh, portent of things to come. There's there's a line of Russells that uh, seems a little similar to me that I'll definitely point out uh, about uh, William William and his eyes uh, taking notes, what have you. Um, and then of course there there definitely is uh, the uh, the song that's even sung. By, by Jason Lee on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Huh. Wait, the song on the cover of the Rolling Stone? That's Yeah, that song by um uh oh uh, what's that band? Well he was just talking about being on the cover of Rolling Stone, so that was Yeah, right. Was... He was just talking about it and then, then it, later on. Doctor be... No? no? Not Jay Guys. They did a uh, centerfold. <laughs> <laughs> They were in the middle of a Playboy. By Dr. Hook yeah. in the Medicine Show? There you go. There you go. I knew it was a I doctor or something. I Google. Thank you. Very good. Pool. Um, now, this next song that starts, um, Albert Flasher, by the Guess Who, it, it, within this minute here, it seems to be used, I think, diegetically in two separate scenes. Did either of you notice that? I did not, so, but I so, do like so diegetic it, music. I mean, it sure as hell seems like that's what the girls are dancing to in the hotel room. And then it's, it's definitely also what, uh, it's much more so, much more of a sure thing, though. That, they that, could be uh, trying, they're not really dancing, they're just trying to remove their bras. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, when you're in Tempe, Arizona, everybody <laughs> listens to the same thing at the same time. It's like yeah. how... It's on the radio. Yeah. Or words, that. Or it's on the radio. Less, Less likely to happen nowadays because who listens to the radio so anymore? Music and we listen to it separately. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's definitely it's definitely diegetic in the latter of the two scenes where you know it, it, it's actually muffled coming through the door, 
when, when the while the doors closed because of all the bras uh, Russell, Russell on the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of hard to think back at like the day. Well, I mean, obviously we grew up with radio and like radio stations, and there was like like the modern radio station, then there was the the rock and roll radio station, and then you know, but just being able to like, did you hear it on the radio? And then more often than not, someone says, "Yeah," and they know exactly what station you're talking about just by the song you're mentioning. Whereas now it's a complete free for all as far as like sources and. You know, you can go months without hearing another song that someone else is listening to because you just happen to be in different channels. Or you could be so. me and you find one album and listen to Lady the, Hawk. Yep. And listen to only that in between podcasts and audiobooks. I don't listen That's to people sing the, to me anymore. The Lady Hawk soundtrack? No, no. No, which it's freaking amazing. But uh, no, it's uh, it's a band called Lady Hawk oh, from okay. New Zealand. From New, yeah, Named from, after the movie, of course, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yep, the mm-hmm. New Zealand Matthew Broderick before he killed anybody. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer when she was Michelle Pfeiffer, she's always awesome. Rucker Howard before he died. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's a good cast. <laughs> Alfred Molina. Great. <laughs> Lady Hawk. Lady Hawk. Minute. minute. And we did the joke at the same time. <laughs> um, and now, now, still sticking sticking with uh, with uh, this song. There's really not too much uh, to say, I think, about the song itself. But for the band, um, and 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 this is for something for the two of you who haven't seen this movie before. Um, there is a scene earlier where uh, Lester Bangs, and he's a real person. Do you are you familiar with Lester Bangs at all? I'm familiar with him yeah. from the End of the World as We Know It REM song. Oh uh, yeah, right. Sure. I have heard the name. Yeah. So, so in this, he's played by Philip Seymour Hoffman. Okay. But uh, so he's he's when we first see him, he's uh, in a uh, DJ booth, um, talking with the talking with the uh, lady DJ, um, and, and uh, kind of uh, is she related giving... to Lady Hawk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lady DJ. <laughs> um, but um, you know, like he, you know. Uh, at one point, like he pulls a record, one one album off the shelf, and it's the Doors, and he's like, uh, "These guys are trash," you know. But then he goes, he goes, "Give me the Guess Who," and he's wearing a Guess Who shirt as well at the same time. <laughs> um, but we don't hear them until this minute. I'm awfully positive, quite positive. Yeah, I was wondering, like, how what, what's the frequency for a repeat bands Dennis? in this movie, Eric? Yeah. Like for the oh, from well, where? Yeah, I mean that's well, and that's the thing. Like I mentioned uh, last minute with Led Zeppelin's. Stairway that didn't make it into the movie. It was a deleted scene, and even when it's on the Blu-ray um, of the uh, untitled uh, version, um, it's not even in. It's not even in the scenes there. It's a separate uh, extra extra deleted scene section. Yeah, and it even also it's it still doesn't have Stairway playing in it. You have to, you know, set that up yourself. Hmm, so of course there is a place you know online or, or not not a place online. There there is um uh, the video is on YouTube. Someone has synced it. Already up. done it. Yeah. It's like has everyone ever done the sync up like and recorded it and put it online of like the full Wizard of Oz set to Pink Floyd. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure I did come across that not too long ago. Because I I remember back in the high yeah. school days doing oh, yeah. that like mm-hmm. manually like Probably okay here's the Pink yeah. Floyd CD and we got it okay second line or hit play and then it's supposed to like line up perfectly. Mm-hmm. It was okay. I mm-hmm. I don't. The, be- the best part about it that I remember being was 
when um, the door opens in Oz and like it goes color mm-hmm. and like you see like everything kind of turns gold and colorful. There's like a, the cha-ching from the cash register and money starts. Mm-hmm. And that's like, oh, whoa, that was crazy. But that was like an hour into the movie. <laughs> if the internet hasn't done that, then we all fail. We fail. don't yes. deserve it. It should be taken away. The internet period? Yeah. Or the internet did not deserve us. Keep your cat memes and porn on internet. We you don't deserve to show it to us because you've not done the Pink Floyd Little Wizard of Oz sync up. I don't think that's how that works. Yet. Well, on that ominous note. <laughs> Um, so besides uh, the music that's being played while the girls are maybe dancing or trying to wiggle out of their bras, what happened? Shimmy and shake and, and why not um, you know, remove the bras. So there's this mention of uh, Simon Kirk down by the pool. And that's actually the, uh, you know, uh, the, um, the, the deleted uh, scene um, from this minute. Uh, and it's really just her. It's just all it is is you're seeing her out on the balcony. And and her initially prior to saying, "Hey, hey, everyone, that's that's Simon Kirk down by the pool." I think um, it's her saying, "Oh my god!" So very very makes makes a lot of sense. Just nip that out. No need for that. So so Eric, talk and, to and, me and about a, and a shot of a guy playing Simon Kirk laying on. So talk him. talk to talk to me about this whole like. So is this like a standard? Supposedly, a, is this is like a standard portrayal of a big band on tour? It's, with it's, all the with all the groupies and all the band managers and all the, are there other like famous people just kind of like yeah I'm gonna go hang out with these guys for a bit and just kind of like follow them around and like you know do my thing and then maybe oh Tempe that doesn't exist I'm gonna go to Flagstaff. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the 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 first thing I'd I'd say is is that not not a big band but a mid level band trying to, <laughs> um, uh, you know get that little bit much better to, to, to become the, the bigger band a la Led Zeppelin say. Um, now the, the other thing is, is I think that it's this, this is so much, you know, of a, you know, an autobiography, um, you know, not full life autobiography, but, uh, what, what got him into, you know, into the world of rock and roll. So he just wanted to tell, I think the story of, um, of, of kind of a little bit of the behind the scenes um, look that he got at this younger age than most would. Um, and, and therefore, you know, I don't know, he got, I wouldn't say perks, but, you know, just, just, uh, you know, he, he just, he just got, he was able to be let in the door a little bit more than say someone 10 years older than him. Do you, but also here's a question. Do you think that how, accurate do you think Cameron's Crow portray Cameron Crow's portrayal of this lifestyle is given that when he first saw it he was at a very impressionable age and everything was yeah. probably like oh my god women and then like you know so he thinks there's like three girls and he's maybe interacted with like a handful of kids at school you know that's about it and his mom so he thinks three women is now like you know like this 
harem of like girls following everyone around and there's drugs everywhere and there's all these things happening. Yeah. Whereas in mm-hmm. reality, maybe like given the size of the band, it's more like a 35% of that. But in his head, remembering back and this is what yeah. it would look like to this like 16 year old kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very much like a, a love letter to this time. And, and yeah, I, I can see, you know, certain things, you know, yeah. Being played upon, to, to make hopefully a better story, but maybe maybe a maybe a really good story could also come about if it were maybe even more honest. Yeah, I feel like it'd have to be shot by a slightly different director for that because I mean Cameron yeah. Crowe like he does his thing, but he is a storyteller, not a documentarian. Yeah. So if you were being realistic about it, you'd have to get some like Lars von Trier or something like that to do mm-hmm. like a more like a like gritty realistic remake of this sort of like lifestyle back then. Sure. The grungier um, pits, because it doesn't seem like it seems very sanitized. Mm-hmm. Um, now, just today, I happened to listen to on I'm on this rock and roll uh, podcast network, pantheonpodcast.com. dot com. Um, uh, I was listening to uh, uh, the show on the other podcast, one of the other podcasts on it, uh, Muses, um, and the one episode that where they talk a little bit about this movie, and they, but they talk about a ton of other movies that also uh, featured groupies in them. Um, uh, so, I mean, there's actually the one that's a movie by minute as well, a velvet gold mine. Um, and, and they, you know, they mentioned like a hard day's night a little bit. I mean, there's not so much as groupies, but that's a little bit of the, the initial, um, uh, and very sanitized, uh, uh, uh fan point of view. Um, yeah. And that, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I think, that, you know, from, from what I heard on that, uh, episode, uh, there, there's certainly more, more movies out there that, uh, might, uh, have some more honest looks, but, uh, but, but this one is definitely a high up there <laughs> and, and it's why they, it's why they got me on their network. Um, it's, it's the, 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 a lot of, a lot of the different people, um, the, the owners and, and other, and some of the other hosts, um, really, uh really uh hold this movie in in high regard well we're sorry if they kick you off after we're on yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) if you need to record so you can stay on your network yeah it's like you had a solid 39 episode run eric but then it just took a shit in the bed in the pool wherever (laughs) some idiots Uh, on (laughs) yeah you had some dum-dums on yeah Yeah, exactly yeah so um uh I, i i don't know that i'd ever known who simon kirk was prior to this movie and even even after seeing it a few times when i was younger and then until uh get doing the research here but uh, i mean and she even says of bad company simon kirk or, or from bad company um but the actual a weird thing about that though is is that truly at this time in 73 he might have just joined bad company or, or bad company might have just actually became a band uh-huh. But the thing is, is that Free was the band that he and um, uh, Paul Rogers were in just prior to Bad Company for the from like sixty eight, sixty nine through seventy three. So it's it's a it's actually a really weird thing that she says Simon Kirk from Bad Company, unless I mean, but but she's in the know though. Gotcha. These these, these girls are in the know as to they should who's know who? who's who's with what band now. All you know. Up to the I minute. want to loop back around real quick and address something that yeah. uh, that that Jason Lee's character said. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I don't believe Rolling Stone broke up Cream. I'm pretty sure Eric Clapton <laughs> broke up Cream by having an affair with his bandmate's wife, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's well, yeah, 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 what yeah. Happened. You definitely want to lay, lay the, La? uh, <laughs> the blame. Because that song was written about that, right? <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, yeah. It's interesting. Oh, I guess, obviously, but maybe back then it wasn't as well known. But now it's like a standard thing. Like, okay, mm-hmm. that's what happened to that band. Is Eric Clapton couldn't keep in his pants. Band broke up. He went on and did his own thing. Very successful in his own right, but still. But I feel like if you're a musician, you, you want to blame it on external forces. Yeah. Because if you blame it on Eric Clapton sleeping with his band's bandmate's wife, then that's like something that could happen to your band too, you know? Yeah. But it's like your own fault. So you want to make it be external forces so that you are, uh, you know, you're saved. Or whistling in the dark, yeah. I don't yeah. know, something. You have a clear No, conscience. exactly. And there's also that element of vilifying Rolling Stone because yeah. they're the bad guy, but still wanting to be on Rolling Stone. So you have this sort of like, well, if they don't want us, then they're stupid. But if they do want us, then, hey, sign us up, that sort of thing. And so yeah. it's, oh, yeah. but only it's a way to cover. hedge his bets. Yeah. Just for the cover. But if they give me a cover, I'll take it. Yeah. Well, now they've already agreed to be in, you know, have this, have this, have a, a, a an article in Rolling Stone to be written about them, and that's why Williams with them, without getting Fair. the cover. But as I've already indicated, there is a, a bit of a plot point later where they do get offered the cover to be the cover story. The only the 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 last thing to say about Bad Company is is that the uh, uh, their album Burning Sky. Uh, the cover of that, if you happen to were to look that up, uh, and then compare it to the T-shirt that we'll have in a few minutes, <laughs> um, uh, created uh, and shown uh, by Dick uh, to the rest of the band and 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 groupies and William, um, there's a there's a striking similarity between the two. But as far as I know, no uh, no indication that they truly tried to copy. There's only so many t-shirt designs in the world. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you want to check out our T-Public site, then <laughs> some of them are on there, but whatever, it's fine. That's where some <laughs> of the t-shirt designs in the world are. Some of them exist on our various T-Public pages. The Mogwai Minute, just search for it. It's there. It's easy to find. Unlike some others we know that are uh, impossible to find. Quite impossible. Yep. You see what I did there? It was a joke. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Thanks. Whew, this banter. Wait a dude, minute. <laughs> uh, William seems to be looking in uh, when when the bra is thrown onto his lap, or actually onto the. I think it's a. I was. I would imagine it's a phone book on his lap. I don't know. We have no it's idea. It's a notepad, I think. Right? He's taking. He's, he's taking he's notes for the. It's his journalism junior notebook. Yeah, he's writing down things. It's that or he's trying to be Rain Man. <laughs> um, and then the very next so is, is So oh. just out of curiosity, sorry, is he sharing a room with these three or four attractive right. nubile yeah, band girls? Yeah, and that's going to happen. And his mother's worried about drugs. Again, I more, loop you back sure. to syphilis. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because they didn't get a room, right? So they had to, they put him in his room. And they're like he'll be cool with it. Yeah, there were, there was all that. Yeah, that uh, back and forth. Uh, for is that. that what she was freaking out, needing yeah. a volume because they didn't have a room? 
yeah, hopefully he had some for her. I told I missed that part. Yeah, she definitely talks about getting a room. And that's when she's freaking out. Cut to they're in his room. At that age, I definitely would not have cared. I probably wouldn't have slept anyway. So, um, like, even just, like, laying there on the couch or whatever, staring at the ceiling, like, there's there's three or four attractive girls across the room. Okay, yep, this is not going to happen. I will not sleep this whole time. Um. So then the very next thing we see is a close-up of a doorknob with the Do Not Disturb sign on it. William kind of being odd and trying to look in through the peephole. Been a real creep. Yeah. And the uh, housekeeping staff uh, coming up and doing their jobs. Why doesn't he rule of three it and say housekeeping two? Because mm-hmm. he's drive you nuts. got a When he can try voice. to do the imitation as well. Well, no, he's not trying to be. It's just like he's like housekeeping. 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 <laughs> well, does he say anything or does he just knock and get immediately yelled at to go away? No, he away? knocks and says, he says, should I come back later? After he already gets yelled at to go away, though, he doesn't have to say anything before he gets to go away. He probably would have gotten at least a little word in if he had said housekeeping. Mm, no, I think he would have gotten to go away. Housekeeping! He's feeling too truthful. He's going to say the same thing to no matter what. To wait. Mm-hmm. Two truths and a turn down. And William says back, maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, because he wants your truth bombs, man. He's trying to get the real story. He's too truthful. And then baby Goldie Hawn comes out and tells him it's cool. Who should come back later or go to the Let's other to the uh, radio interview. interview? So why is why are they supposed to be like interviewing for Rolling Stone with this kid? But then they're going to invite him to come to a radio interview later. And that doesn't seem like he's getting what he needs. Well, because he's feeling too truthful and he doesn't want this kid to actually like, get anything out of him that he doesn't mean to say. He's got to be able to regulate his own interview sharing. But don't so you think overshare. him acting like this and, and have like, well, I, I kept trying to get an interview with him and I kept getting rerouted and told to come back and he's being too truthful. So that tells me that he's got something to hide. And if he's a reporter, he's going to make him dig deeper. Have you not seen Lois Lane? Yeah, but have you ever seen the kind of person who tries to hide things from a reporter? They're typically not the smoothest operators. I mean, he is telling him he's too truthful, which in and of itself is being too truthful. (laughs) Right. He isn't lying about that. Um, Yeah, there's definitely... throughout this uh middle portion of the movie um a whole series of these different uh uh stops and starts and stops of uh william and and russell russell being the main one he really wants to talk with he wants or at least he said he he said at least once or twice i think prior to this even that he wants to talk with him first because he's the golden god yeah oh you know that scene huh I mean, it was in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said I was a golden god. Like, where'd you hear that? Like, and then it shows the things like, I am a golden god. Thank you for that trailer reenactment. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll be on at 10 and 2 and uh, tip the waitstaff. Try the veal. Don't. I'm kidding. It's inhumane. In Calmaine. Mmm. Mmm. Chow Maine. 
Uh, so speaking of the radio interview, um, <laughs> just a big, a big, uh, uh, what, what, what I think we'll hold off for uh, the next minute um, next week with uh, a couple of different guests. But um, non-idiots, uh, hopefully, it, it'll, it'll be there'll be a whole uh, deleted scene essentially that we'll take care of. I think during that minute, but I can give you uh, one little uh, uh, cameo appearance uh, that was. From a guy that was uh, up and coming at this point, uh, hit, hitting, uh, hitting. Uh, I remember, I remember on MTV, yes, in roughly two thousand, uh, when he was when he was uh, when uh, music videos were still played then, even. Carson um, Daly, uh, Kyle Gass. Oh, of Tenacious D. Yeah. familiar. Yeah, Jack he's Black's. the he's the non-Jack Black side of Tenacious D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have that to look forward to. Um, but is, is there anything else either you'd like to say about this minute? I think we're winding down. I like the carpet in the hallway of the oh, yeah. hotel. Yeah. The whole maroon, gold, Gryffindor vibe. No, but the carpet's teal. Is it? Mm-hmm. In the in hallway. hallway. Well, in the, hallway. The, uh, the, the... Okay. The, the uniforms on the, on the waitstaff... Or not waitstaff. They're kind of like beige. Never mind. I'm yeah, an idiot. That's why I said the carpet, not the uh, housekeeping uniforms. The housekeeping uniforms match the walls, though, so that's some interesting choices. Man, if I'd have known it was going to lead to this, I wouldn't have said anything. But this is the good banter. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I've got. I think I have a door I need to go stare creepily into, like Patrick Fugit. You should do that. You should put on the uh, disturb sign. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, Let's see, Can, you know, <laughs> uh, you, we, we've basically have, have had the huge indication that uh, neither of you have seen this movie before, but uh, <laughs> as, as you indicated, George, you've definitely what, seen What, he gave it away? What are you talking seen, about? You've definitely seen the trailer. I saw the trailer <laughs> once, maybe. Before the are internet. There, are there any other stories There's behind? There's a scene where they all jump in a pool, right? Why you haven't seen this? <laughs> I don't know, just kind of like fell out of my wheelhouse, I guess, as far as like quasi true biopics about bands that never existed. Never really like a thing that was like, you know, appealing to me. It's got a great cast, though, and I definitely, and I, and I like a lot of the people in the movie. So that's, uh, that's, that's kind of cool, especially like the weird little cameos and like, oh, there's that guy, that sort of thing. Um, especially for 2000, there's a lot of people now that are famous that were not then. So. It's kind of fun to like look at it and like like know who they are now. And I've just never uh, seen very many movies. I've been yeah, very just... selective. I will oftentimes would rather revisit something I know I like than take a risk on something new. But also, when this movie came out, I would have been in like tenth grade, uh-huh. and I was like weirdly prudish back then. And so uh-huh. this would have been like too much sex, too, too drugs, and rock and roll for me. Also, yeah. Liz's VCR back then was squirrel-powered, <laughs> not the most reliable thing in the world, so even video wasn't really an option. Right. I had to illustrate my own cartoons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Flip books. <laughs> yeah, a lot of flip books. By candlelight. Because of those squirrels. No, I'm not allowed to use candles. They burn things down. I had to use a real mm. lamp, like an actual lamp. Because <laughs> fire is from the devil. Uh, no, just I'm real... I oh that I will burn something down by accident. 
pyromaniac. No, just kind of clumsy. Huh. So, um, so Liz, I think today you get to tell us about your your other projects. Mm. Yeah, if you right. would like to come hear me talk about more movies I haven't seen while I discuss a movie I have seen minute by minute, you should check out Mean Girls Minute. Maybe by the time this comes out, it'll all be on its new host and you'll be able to hear past minute 76. Maybe not, though. I don't know. It's a mystery. Now you really want to check it out, don't yeah. you? That's what I thought. That's a quick binge. And uh, if you want to hear more of the scintillating banter between me and George that you have experienced for the past two weeks, you can get more of that on Way to Dune Minute, where we discuss every sand-filled moment of the 1984 movie Dune that I have also never seen. So sandy. On brand. She will see the movie... Right before we record, because if we we're ever, watching, if we ever actually make, the when we podcast. start recording, the premise is she will watch the minute right before and just be full of WTF oh, questions, mm-hmm. and then we will record, and, and so that would be fresh in her brain. Well, now and all my answers would be like, I don't know, it's David Lynch. What do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll be a great answer for everything. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, great. I, you know, like I said last minute, I really can't wait for that one. Um, Neither can we. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much for being on for these couple minutes. Thank you for having us. It has been it's been lovely. Wonderful. Um. So we'll be back next week uh, for minute forty two, with as I said a uh, couple couple other other new guests, completely new for the show, much like uh, George and Liz were, and who knows maybe the either one of them may have seen. This <laughs> maybe whole movie. the next next guest. T- tune in, maybe, maybe so. No, more maybe mysteries. maybe either of you, and you can come back and give us maybe. more detail, more, more more of a thought. Mysteries abound on it's all possible. this famous minute. And I'd love to have either or both of you back. But uh, we'll we'll see if that ever if that does happen. Uh, but uh, until uh, then, till next week, it's all happening. It's, it's all, all happening. happening. <laughs> so like very Muppet-esque. I liked it. <laughs> I am a golden god! Yeah! 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 And I was born in the backseat of a Greyhound bus Rolling down Highway 41 You know the queen of hearts is always your best bet It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Points.